this is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Y'all, I am so excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the very first episode of the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to tell you a bit about who the heck is this podcast for? Like, should you even be here? And what is it about? What are you going to learn? What are you going to do? Why bother in this busy world? Well, this podcast is for the heart-centered entrepreneur. That's what I call a creative soulpreneur, which is why we named it the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. Okay, creativity. Anyone who is alive is creative. Let me say that again. Anyone who is alive is creative. It's a derivative. The word creativity is a derivative of the word creation, bringing into existence. By being here, you are therefore creative. So no more excuses. All entrepreneurs are creative. I was at a business conference recently and recently. We're in the time of COVID. Okay, it was six months ago, but it feels recent. And this woman came up to me and she said, oh, Nick, I love so much what you do, but I am just not creative. And I was like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You are a business entrepreneur. On a daily basis, you are writing, you are creating an email, you are doing a Facebook Live, you are creating content. Let me tell you, you are creative. You are a problem solver, and therefore, you are a creative being. She was like, huh, huh, never thought of it that way. And anyone who is a creative professional, no matter what you do, is also an entrepreneur. So, so many of my creative friends, including myself, way back when, were like, I just want to create art. I just want to create the art. I want the art to stand for itself. I just do want to do the fun part. Well, let me tell you this. Not that you could ever do it, but those days are over, my friends. Those days are long over. So I had a client recently tell me she wanted a creative business, but didn't want to do the business side. And I told her then, guess what? You want to be a hobbyist. This podcast is for the solopreneur, an entrepreneur who wants to know and integrate both the left and the right brain, the divine masculine and the divine feminine energies. They're the entrepreneur who is looking for a deeper and more meaningful connection with their business and ultimately their lives and to tell stories with purpose and clarity. So this is for you if... You have a deep longing to serve others. You are wanting to tap into your creativity and your intuition. You have untapped potential. You want to evolve as a creative being. We're all creative. We've already gotten rid of that, right? Something emotional is blocking you from your creativity, from your potentiality. You have money issues. Uh, who doesn't have money issues around being an entrepreneur, a sole business, and a creative owner? If fear is getting in the way of your success, if you are a perfectionist, if you're scared to be vulnerable or have a fear of being judged, you have self-doubt that creeps in, you seek a creative outlet to be more creative, you seek to create healthy habits, you know you have stories to tell that are deep inside of you and you're ready to emerge, you want to step out of your comfort zone, you want to know how to begin, you want more of your ideal heroine or hero, customer, client, student, 
And here we go. You are a spiritual seeker. You have a deep longing to grow mind, body, and spirit. And you desire the courage to take a big leap. So there are a lot of podcasts out there, like lots of entrepreneur podcasts out there. And this one, we will discuss marketing strategies. Don't worry. And the latest and greatest tools and techniques. I'm there for that. But at its core, it's a spirituality podcast because business, personal brand business, and that's what you do, and spiritual practice are the same. One shifts and grows, and so does the other. One shifts and grows, and so does the other. Aligning your intuition and your creativity with practical business tips and tools to help you build a personal brand with impact is my mission, y'all. It's my mission. So especially for you intuitive and empath friends, this is vital to your understanding as a solopreneur. Your business cannot succeed in the old paradigm. Let me say that again. Your business ain't going to succeed in the old paradigm, boo. I want you to come on board with that and really own yourself. I will take you on a journey of storytelling and meditations, interviews with healers, mediums, creative artists, teachers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders, and yes, those tips and tools that you need to take your business to the next vibrational plane. And you'll be learning from me too. I have spent 30 years in the entertainment business and 15 as a professional yoga, breathwork, meditation, and creativity teacher. And I have been telling stories my entire life, like my entire life. My mother tells the story of when I was a kid, I used to jump up on the table and begin to recite the Grimm's fairy tales. You know those old ones like Hansel and Gretel and Rapunzel, those old school fairy tales? I would recite them for everyone to hear, whether they wanted to hear them or not. Not much has changed, right? I still jump up and recite whether people want to hear it or not. And I used to also be the school teacher for all the kids in the neighborhood. I used to gather them around in our basement, and we would play school, and I had these desks, and I would teach. So I was a teacher even then. My mother always thought I was going to be a teacher. That's what she really thought that I would do with my life. And so here I am still doing it all these years later as part of who I am and what I do and how I show up in the world. And I created productions. Let's not forget that. I used to go into my mother's closet and I would slip into her wedding shoes, wear her bathrobe. I mean, how she didn't know I was gay is beyond me. But I would also create programs. I would have a lemonade stand for concessions. I produced them from their entirety, from beginning to end. I would gather those kids that I played school with, and we would put on the shows that I would write and direct, and yes, hello, star in as well. By 16 years old, I had my first professional job in the theater. I actually got paid. got paid to do what I loved to do, and it was exciting. And by 19, I was on a first national tour and moved to New York. Then came a very pivotal moment. I, for several years, was a professional dancer and really, really, really enjoyed it. And I still love to dance. But I knew that it wasn't the right career for me any longer. I was dancing in the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. And it did sound like that always, too. The Radio City Christmas Spectacular uh, with the world-famous Rockettes. And they were kicking their legs, and I was kicking my legs with them, and I was miserable. 
I mean, y'all, I was the most unhappy I think I had been up to that point, and it was Christmas. Here I am singing, you know, Christmas in New York, and I was so sad and so angry and, to be honest, rather bitter for a 26-year-old. I had this moment where, in the show, there's this Nutcracker ballet, and we're all in bear costumes. And I do mean, like, as if you were going to Disneyland and there was Goofy, it was Nick as a Russian bear. And I'm in this bear costume, and the choreographer made us jump off of a trampoline, do a big old split leap, Russian jump, if you know what that is. It's jumping from two feet, opening your legs straight out, touching your toes, and then jumping down onto a steel stage. Because Radio City is a steel stage every day, five times a day. Because you do five shows a day at Radio City. You wonder why I was bitter. And I just had this moment where I leaped onto the stage and I landed and I started to cry. In my bare head, I had tears rolling down my cheeks. Now, the audience didn't know, of course, but inside I was dying and it was a beautiful metaphor for what was going on in my life, right? And I left the stage after the number was done. I didn't leave middle of it, after the number was done. And I went back to the dressing room and I took the bare head off and I looked in the mirror And I remember saying to myself, this is not your life. This is not the life you want to live. And that day began, I would say, the second chapter of my life, the second chapter of my career. And that was becoming a director and choreographer. I, that very day, called every theater I had ever worked at. This is old school, y'all. This is before the internet. I didn't just go online and, like, email. I picked up the phone. And I suggest you do that even now today. Business tip number one, get on the phone and call people for real. I called everyone, anyone I'd ever worked with at any theater I'd ever worked with. And I said, look, I'm directing and choreographing now. I just said it. Talk about manifesting what you wanted. I just went out and was like, I'm going to do this. And one of the theaters said, we'd love to have you. We just lost a choreographer. Would you come choreograph this show? And I hightailed it to Florida two months later. And within a year, I had fully transitioned to being a director and choreographer. It happened very quickly because I was in what? Alignment at that time with who I was and what I could offer the world. That led to three years later being at the Lyric Theater of Oklahoma City, y'all. And I was directing a show there. And they fired the artistic director while I was there. A little uncomfortable, to say the least, to be somewhere directing when they fire the artistic director. And the president of the board came to me and said, would you be interested in running the theater for a year while we do a national search for the replacement? And I was young. You know, I'm I'm 28, turning 29 years old. I had no idea what I was doing, but I said, absolutely. Because I knew in that moment that I was going to learn so much about business. And it always been something that interests me because even as a, as a dancer, as an actor, as a director, choreographer, you're a personal brand. You are a personal brand. But I knew that I was going to learn the bigger picture. I was going to learn everything from payroll to how to hire and fire to how to scale a business. Like I knew that I was going to learn a lot of things that I didn't know. And boy, did I ever. (laughs) 
some through trial and error and some through sure grit and some, some through, you know, really just being naive that I couldn't do and do something more than anything else. I had this gumption that I could do it. I just believed I could. And I certainly did over my, the course of my time there, we grew the theater dramatically from a theater that was a summer theater only uh, on a university campus to having a big full-time staff, two new theaters, a children's theater, rehearsal studios, costume shop, scene shop, office space. Yeah, we grew a lot while I was there. And I feel, even and artistically as well, I felt that I helped take the theater to a new level. But during that time, the last couple of years that I was there, now we're about to hit chapter three, y'all, I was feeling restless, like the young and the restless. What's that that song? Dink, 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 dink. I was like that. I was young and restless because I was still in my mid-30s, and I felt like, oh, I, I needed to go back to New York. Well, I decided to take a month off and go to teacher training. For yoga. Uh, at that time, I was always a spiritual seeker, always, 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 always had been reading, reading books, had been, you know, I was, this is the 80s and 90s new age. I was like, Louise Hay, Marianne Williamson, you know, I was in it. I was in it to win it. And I also was practicing yoga, but I didn't really know what I was doing because in Oklahoma City, y'all, this is where the y'all comes from. In Oklahoma City, y'all, there were only two yoga classes a day, one in the morning and one at night in the entire city. And I had to work. And I felt like I really wanted to learn how to be able to do it because I created this like shanty, yoga shanty in my backyard. You know, I go to the Home Depot and I got one of those sheds and my friend Carolyn, she like put in the hardwood floor for me. She was super handy, amazing woman. And I had the fan and I had the flowy curtains and I had the whole thing, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing really, other than my dance training. Like I just sort of was mimicking, but I wanted to actually dig deeper into the spiritual aspects of it. So I took a month off and I went back to New York and I did a yoga teacher training, an intensive. I'm sitting in a meditation in this training and we did a lot of breath work, pranayama, And we're meditating, and I had this moment of this vision for my life. And in that moment, it was, I didn't need to come to a yoga teacher training program. I need to quit my job and move out of Oklahoma. That was a hard one, because I knew it to be true. Like, the deep part of my heart and my soul, I knew it to be true. And yet, I was super conflicted, because, well, steady jobs in the theater, they don't come around that often. And here I had super steady job. I had a great staff. I built this beautiful theater and I had a wonderful community of actors and artists around me. And I was able to hire friends and it was just this beautiful artistic freedom. But I knew deep part of me that I had to, I had to move on because I learned what I needed to learn there. I learned how to manage the business. I learned how to grow a business to a multi-million dollar business multi-million dollar empire, y'all. And I realized that it was time to go. And so I did and started a production company with an old friend and uh, began producing on the West End, off Broadway and Broadway. And fortunately, two years later, I found myself, I didn't find myself, I got myself there, onto a producing team for a musical called Memphis. And Memphis won the Tony in two 
2010. And this was a huge blessing and it was amazing. And at the same time, I was like, what the F? Cause what now? What do I do now? I thought this was going to take a little longer than that. Two years. Now what do I do? And I knew that I wasn't that happy doing it. That was even the crazier thing. So that sent me on the biggest journey of self-discovery. What act are we on now? Three, four, maybe it's act four now. So that sent me on a journey of self-discovery, of filmmaking, writing, diving into teaching and studying with masters. Because here's the thing, at that point, I still thought I was supposed to be the next great Broadway director. And a friend pointed out to me, she was like, you don't sound that excited about these directing jobs that you're doing. Why do you want that job? And I realized I didn't. I realized I didn't want to be a Broadway director. I thought I had because that's what I had done for 40 years. <laughs> I realized that at my heart, I like to create things. I'm a teacher, an entrepreneur, a creative. What I've always desired to be was creative more than famous or even a theater artisan. And since I was a teen, I've been obsessed with the self-help books and new age philosophy, with studying ancient texts. And believe it or not, all that led me to the online space as a teacher, as a coach, and as a, hopefully, leader. So here I am now. I have worked professionally as a dancer, actor, singer, choreographer, director, dance teacher, artistic director, producer, writer, yoga, meditation, breathwork, creativity, and marketing teacher, and am now an online soulpreneur. And all of this experience leads me to this moment and to sharing this podcast with you. So thank you so much for listening to my story. You'll hear little bits and pieces of it as we go along with the amazing guests that I have coming up for you. But in the meantime, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to help you become the creative soulpreneur. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the hell you get your podcasts. And if you love it, leave a review so more people can know about it. And shoot me a DM on Instagrams, on the grams, if you want to chat.